All right. I love it. We got the garage doors open this morning. We got some cool, fresh air in here. I love it. I wish it was like this year-round, personally. Welcome to Iron Men Connect. It looks like we have a couple guys at the first-timers table this morning. Welcome. We're so glad that you're here. You'll be hanging out with David Hill this morning, and again, we're, we're so glad that you're here. This is awesome. I, I love being a part of this every Friday morning, personally. I wanted to take a second and just give a, a special thank you to all of Iron Men's financial partners. Thank you guys. Uh, we, we don't thank you guys enough. Wanted to take a second and just thank you for continuing to support Iron Men and making this happen every week and, and all the things that Iron Men does throughout the week. If anyone is interested in becoming a financial partner of Iron Men in 2023. See David Hill after this morning's meeting and David will tell you a little bit more about what that could look like. I'm going to pass the mic over to Keith. We have a big event coming up tomorrow and Keith's going to tell us a little bit more about it. Who wants to be a champion? Yeah. A champion for God or a donating champion? We've got the championship belt on the line tomorrow. The Iron Men of God Donut Eating Championship is tomorrow, along with the Iron Man Picnic. So we got these donuts this morning, and you, little did you know we were scouting, trying to see how everyone did. We saw a few championship contenders, a few uh, okay, but we're gonna we're gonna seek you out. Or if you want to compete in that championship tomorrow, find Jack or I, and we'll get you in. The belt is on the line. Nick has graciously put it up. He was the champion last year. But more than anything, we just hope everyone can come out tomorrow. It's at Foundation Academy. Starts at 3 p.m. Gonna be a blast. And we're gonna have some kickball. We're gonna have some frisbee, some cornhole, donut eating contest, and free food. Who wants free food? So it's an opportunity to bring your family, bring some friends, bring your dog, whatever it may be. Come at any time. You don't have to come right at 3. You don't have to come right at 4. We just want everyone to come out for a little fun and fellowship. Come grab a burger. Come grab a hot dog. Come grab a donut. And again, if you feel you're up for the task, we, we will put you in the Donut Eating Championship. Nick is putting the championship belt. It's up. The champion will not be there. So there's an opening. As many donuts in two minutes. And you got to keep them down. You cannot, cannot throw it up. <laughs> so hope to see everyone there. Again, foundation, 3 p.m. kickoff. Come anytime. Bring anyone. Fun fellowship and free food. And be a champion for God and a donut champion. Awesome, bro. A couple weeks ago, we had a baptism. Who came to the baptism? That was amazing. And Daryl and I were sitting next to each other. And Daryl, for those of you that don't know who this young man is here, he's been a pastor for 40, how many years, Daryl? 45 years, only 45 years. And the first time I met Daryl was at the first timer's table. And he told me that he'd been a pastor for a long time. He said, tell me a little bit about your church. And he said, well, right now I have a church of one. And this is a man that has been caring for his bride up until the moment that she passed and went to see Jesus. And I thought that was an amazing testimony of a man that said, I have a parishioner, I have a church of one right now. And as I sat out there witnessing the baptism with Daryl, I said, Daryl, I got to tell you from one pastor to another, how this encourages my soul seeing what I'm seeing. He goes, well, what do you mean? I said, well, I had a single man. His name was Dale. And I pointed him out. I said, the big 
ugly guy that's wearing the red shirt over there. Daryl's like, oh, he's easy to spot. I said, he came to me and he said, I've got an idea. And who's a pastor in this room? Yeah. So he came and said, I've got an idea. And he says, and I know how you work. I've got an idea that I want to run. I said, all right, so tell me the idea. And he says, well, my buddy, Kurt, and I, we want to do a baptism. And I said, all right, so put together the agenda, figure it out, and uh, let's roll. And I I told Daryl, I said, Daryl, the beautiful thing, besides obviously what we're witnessing here this morning, is this pastor didn't do anything today except for I'm videoing. And he said, man, how encouraging. A few years ago, three years ago, Keith and Jack come to me and say, hey, we want to do a picnic. And I said, run. And I didn't have to do anything. So even though the name Ironman is on it, and some people see me as the guy that runs Ironman, there are men that are stepping into Ironman that are just taking ideas that they've got and just running with them. And as a pastor, Daryl, I'm sure that you can appreciate it. It's nice when guys just run. And so many of your churches that you guys attend, your pastors would love for you to come up to them and say, Pastor, I have an idea that I want to run. Now, the pastor's going to vet it out a little bit with you, and that's you should expect it. But how encouraging it would it be for every man in this room, for all the churches that are represented here, for you to step in and say, Pastor, there's something that's been on my heart in this church that I'd like to be able to run. Whatever it might be that plays to your gifts, to your passions. And that's what this entire year has been about. So Keith and Jack and other men, Dale and Kurt, and I could go on and on for men that are in this room that have stepped up. You know, the coffee would not be here this morning if it wasn't for Chris. So, I can go on and on, but I'm going to hand it back over to Ryan, who's going to be introducing, and hello guys online, nice to see you. Same thing with uh, David Sanfilippo. We wouldn't have an online if it wasn't for David Sanfilippo. He stepped up in COVID and said, hey, I want to run it. So, thank you guys for all of you guys that step up and say, I'm going to run something. Now, take that, besides Ironman, go back into your churches and do the same thing. Here you go, Jack. All right. What's that glove about? Well, this is, uh, I'm not joining the Blue Man Group. (laughs) It's not my audition. This is for the donut eating contest tomorrow. This is a secret glove I've developed. Helps me grip the donuts better. And I'm just letting you guys know up front, you better be on top of your game. You can buy these from me, but after the donut eating contest. No, we're psyched. By the way, it's not about how many donuts you eat. It's about how many nuts are out there eating dough. All right, guys. It is my pleasure, uh, truly a privilege, to introduce our speaker today, Steve Peterson. Uh, I met Steve a few months ago at an Ironman, and I loved him right away because he had a copy of my book in his hand. I said, any man that's crazy enough to buy my book without knowing me, I love right away. And then he actually told me a couple of weeks later he liked it, and I said, man, I love you for life. And then we got to know each other, and Steve told me a little bit about his 60-year history as a missionary, mostly in Brazil and other places, and just what a sold-out man for God, unbelievable man of God. I'm excited to hear what he's got to bring today. So without further ado, Steve, we're looking forward to hearing about you and your work and the title of serving in your sweet spot, finishing up the month today. Thank you, brother. Thank you very much. Thank you. Well, thank you. It's very a joy to be here this morning. Let's pray right now. Thank you, dear Lord, for the privilege we have of gathering in this place each Friday, Lord, to share our faith and to grow one with the other, Lord. Thank you for these men that come faithfully each week and give us a good vision, give us a fruitful ministry as we continue through our life. Once again, we love you. We love you so much. And thank you for all you've done for us. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. 
I never would imagine that I would be speaking so soon. I was introduced to Ironman about two months ago, and it's been a tremendous blessing. Like uh, you just heard, I've been a missionary in Brazil for 60 years, and I'm still active. I'm still going back. Uh, this year was, uh, last year was kind of a sad year because I also lost my wife of 62 years. And so this will be the first time I'm going back alone to Brazil. But we love the ministry, and I'm really excited about being a part of Ironman. I'll tell you, that baptism just blew me away. I couldn't believe it. I came and saw that big truck and that trailer, and it said, Team Jesus. I said, man, what in the world's going to happen? And then I really lost it when that fire truck came. I said, man, only the Ironman can get the Windermere fire truck to come and fill up a baptistry. But it was great. Well, I'm from Kansas. Y'all heard of Kansas? <laughs> yeah, I'm a Kansas Jayhawk. I love the Jayhawks. I love the Kansas City Chiefs. I love the Royals. And I also love Jesus. And that's the best thing. Well, we've been talking about serving in your secret spot. And the Lord gave me a verse today that I think I'm going to share that's going to tell you where and how to serve in your favorite spot. In John chapter 2, verses 1 to 6, we find the, the beginning of the Lord's personal ministry. Went to a wedding. What a great place to begin a service at a wedding. Weddings are, are fun. A lot of good food, a lot of happy people, a lot of joy. And yet the Lord tells us that the day of our death is better than the day of our weddings. I don't know about that. I'm probably getting close. I'm 83. But anyway, he began this service, his ministry, in, in, a, in going to a wedding. And the thing that really speaks to me of these six verses. The verse 6 says, now there were six stone water jars there for the Jewish rites of purification, each holding 20 or 30 gallons. Then another translation says, nearby stood six stone water jars, the kind used by the Jews for ceremonial washing, each holding from 20 to 30 gallons. Now I'm sure that bride and the groom were preparing for this wedding. They had no plans to use six water pots. They probably were stuck off in a corner, maybe had a blanket or a sheet thrown over them, but certainly they were not going to be used in any, any measure to enhance the beauty and the fun uh, and the festivities of the wedding. But they proved to be very, very important. I'm going to talk to you this morning very quickly about four things that the jugs tell us. We're going to talk about the place where they are, how many there were, their capacity, and what was the one requirement that allowed them to be used. Well, the verse of scripture says, nearby stood six stone water pots. They were there. That's really an important factor. We don't know where they were, but they were just there. I see right now we have about 50 or 60 Ironman water pots right here. And the Lord wants to use us where we are. They were there. Where? Who knows? We are scattered all out throughout this city, and we're there near needs all the time, precious needs. Man, we need to realize that the world is in shambles. We look at so many people, and we don't know <clears throat> anything about their life, but they're really in need. They really are in search of something that can give them a purpose for living, and God has placed us there. And there is the only place that you can work, and where I go is the only place I can work. Just remember that God has a place for each and every one of us to be used and to be honored. 
I remember some time ago I was uh, there in Brazil sitting in a, in a little park that goes down to the Grut da Monge. It's a little passageway. You go way down the rocks. And I was there with my little grandson. He was probably three or four years old. And an older man came walking by with a cane. And he said to me, John, I said, Papa, he said, tell that man about Jesus. And I said, oh, he's, he's on his way down the steps. He said, I can't really stop him. So he went down and uh, we stepped there and kept seated there and talking a little bit. And then after all, the man came back up. And uh, he walked by and he said, uh, Papa, tell that man about Jesus. And I said, well, uh, Dylan, I said, why don't you tell him about it? And uh, he said, I can't do it. He, I said, well, why? He said, well, I'm, I'm too shy. And then he left. The man walked off with his cane and disappeared. And about two or three minutes later, that little guy said to me, he said, Papa, you really should have told that man about Jesus. And, uh, you know, there are people all around us that need help. Remember the woman that touched the hem of the garment of Jesus? Twelve years with her, her sickness and her illness and Jesus said somebody touched me and the disciples said sure obviously somebody touched you Lord haven't you seen how many people there are here they're everywhere and the Lord said no this was different I felt power leaving from me I was touched and my question Iron Man how many times have we been touched by people that need to hear the gospel people that are hurting people that are, are completely destroyed inside their, their lives are a shambles they're in terrible condition they have no hope it's become very sensitive this every morning said Lord help us. Help us to, to be as aware and to feel the touch of somebody that's in need that wants to be touched and wants to be blessed. Well, another thing we saw about these water pots is how many of them were there? Well, it says there were six stone water pots. Now, you know what's significant about those six water pots? Absolutely nothing. There could have been 10, there could have been 12, there could have been two, but the Lord used all six of the water pots. And the Lord can use every one of us in the capacity that we have. And, and he can use us all in different ways. I've known a lot of people that uh, were good personal evangelists. One of them, well, he would be gassing up. And the person would be washing his windshield there. And he'd get out and talk to him. He said, you'll be wonderful if uh, just something like that water could wash well of our sins. He took everything that he saw. He got an opportunity to speak. And he said, but the only thing that will do that is the blood of Christ. I remember Dr. Clifford Lewis, the president of Kansas City Bible College where I went to school. He had a track, win or lose. It was the most horrible track I've ever seen. All, no design, no pictures, nothing. Just black and white, no, a newsprint. And he handed out thousands of them. And he'd go and start uh, campaigns uh, in the city. He went to Hillsboro one time. He said, Steve, you're going to come and be my, my song leader. He had no preparation. He just went and rented a house and started preaching. And we uh, handed out those tracks like crazy. He did all the cooking and I, I was there and one night he he said, we're going to go into to Junction City and I'm going to do something. I forget what. I said, great. He said, I can get a hot dog or a hamburger. I can get away from here for a little bit. Then as soon as we got to the, the bus station, he handed me a bunch of tracks. He said, now let's go out and witness. And he started handing all those tracks. He saw about three or four hippie type people and they got the tracks and they threw them down and he went right back and picked it up and said, hey, drop your track here. Take it again. All kinds of people. He uses everybody. He's the job for everyone. He has a calling for everyone. Everyone in this room is vitally important to the kingdom of God. One more thing about the water pots. Their capacity, 20 or 30 gallons. The Lord didn't say, give me that one for 30 gallons. That's all I need. No, he said, give them to me all. Because we all have different talents. We all have different capacities. We have all different callings. People told me many times, they said, Magoo, well, Magoo is my name in Brazil. Uh, I was given that name 
50, 55 years ago, when I was at a youth camp with Word of Life, and this one young Brazilian, he said, uh, I'm going to call, start calling you Mr. Magoo. And for 60 years, I have been Magoo. If you go to Brazil and ask, have you seen Steve Peterson? They will not know who it is. If you say... Have you seen Magoo? Oh, yeah, we know Magoo. Everybody knows. I'm Reverend Magoo, Pastor Magoo. I officiated the Lord's Supper. It's Reverend Magoo. And I've been there for six years. I love it. But the Lord uses every talent. We all have something to contribute. Everybody has a need. You might feel like you don't have much you can offer. You have a lot that you can offer. You have exactly what God gave you, and you can use it for his glory. But closing, the most important thing is, why could these water pots be used? The reason they were able to be used is because they were purified for the Jewish ceremonies. They were clean vessels. They weren't trash cans. They weren't garbage bales. They were clean. They were separated. They were consecrated. And so when the Lord needed them, he said, bring those water pots. Don't go out into the city and buy them. We have them here. They're clean. They're sanctified. They're ready. I can use them. I just wonder sometimes maybe we've been... Uh, near needs and we the lord would desire to use us and maybe there was things in our lives that just made it impossible for him to to use us man we need to confess our sins daily we need to to, to watch carefully over the problem of uh what's the word for pornography it is terrible it's the worst thing that's happened to our world today it's taking charge of pastors and missionaries and laymen and it's destroying the church we need to have clean lives we need to go every day we need to say lord purify me sanctify me forgive me lord and show me something today somebody let me feel the touch let me just see the look the glance of somebody that's looking at me is as though they're saying can you help me i need help and that's what iron man are all about now i met this group a couple months ago because of ken and this was the greatest thing that ever happened because i've been in the mission field for six years leading a group i travel on a big bus like a greyhound scenic cruiser all over brazil i traveled eight nine months out of the year for 30 years now it's going on 40 years of ministry and uh, then all at once i came home the pandemic kept us locked up. My wife got lung cancer. That kept us here. And I was completely stopped. And I said, Lord, what am I even here for anymore? What am I going to do? I prayed. And then I went to the men's group Bible uh, class at uh, uh, the Crossroads uh, Church. And then they brought me to the Ironman. And I said, Lord, I just need, I need to be used. I need to feel useful today. And my son-in-law went to the to a shopping mall, and he saw a guy over in the corner. He said, hey, Samuel. And he said, yeah. He said, Ricardo, what are you doing here? And he shared their experiences. He said, oh, I, I've started a church, a Brazilian church. Got about 120 members. We're going to celebrate a year. And so I said, Lord, thank you. He put me right back in Brazil. And now I'm in a Brazilian church, and I'm going to join the church Sunday with my son-in-law and my daughter and it's uh, Esperanza Bible Presbyterian Church. Now I've been a IFCA member church for years you know, but fundamentalist but I'm ending up at a Presbyterian church I can't believe it. <laughs> but it's wonderful and I'm looking forward to it so man, let's be sensitive to the Lord every day don't just get up and go to work, get up and say Lord what do you have for me today? Use me Use me, I pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this time together. I thank you for this ministry, for those that founded this ministry. God, we just pray that we'll be good, good, unfaithful iron men. Lord, I remember the other day when I was wearing one of the shirts, a lady came up to me and she said, wow, what a beautiful shirt. 
Iron Man, Lord. May we honor that name and may we follow your, your leadership each and every day. Give us something, maybe just a smile, maybe just a, an embrace, but let us be aware of the fact that we're important, we're needed, and we're vessels that are cleaned and separated, and we want to continue to do your work until you come, and we believe that will not be very long. In Jesus' name, amen. amen.